Welcome to Catching Up with the Commands podcast. My name is Dan C., joined by my beautiful wife, Sam C. Hi, guys. This is a podcast where we give our fresh perspective on all topics of life. We hope you enjoy the show. Over the last week, we lost one of the most influential reptile enthusiasts in the world, Brian Barczyk. We have such great memories meeting and hanging out with him at the Reptarium here in Michigan. Dan actually filmed a few videos with him holding an anaconda and was on his podcast. And Maddox will never forget Brian giving him a private tour and treating him like a VIP when they visited. Just in one conversation with him, you could tell how passionate he was for his animals. And with that passion came the idea of the Legacy Aquarium. Brian wanted to expand his work so that he could help teach the world to understand animals better. One of our amazing listeners sponsored this episode in memory of Brian and in hopes to bring awareness to the fundraiser for the Legacy Aquarium. If you would like to donate to Legacy Aquarium, you can find their link in our, for their GoFundMe page on our Instagram at Catching Up With The Commands. Thank you, Brian, for all you accomplished in your short life. You are a true legacy, and you will be greatly missed. Oh, man, so, so true. Uh. And it, Yeah, this one hurts. This one hurts really bad. Yeah. I do believe, though, and I literally have goosebumps right now, that name Legacy is the greatest name I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, and if you guys don't know how it's spelled, the end is S-E-A, like, like the, the sea, C. and it's an aquarium. And when we first started talking and hanging out, he had this kind of like dream of it yeah, and it was, it was actually going to be in their normal facility yeah. and they're going to build up. He got turned down by the city and a bunch of other stuff. And then we had saw him several times as the plans were developing, mm -hmm. they brought, bought the property across the street. And then the last time we saw him, which wasn't that long ago, he had already had his cancer diagnosis yep. and he was like, it's not looking good. Yeah. It's about the end. And the like most tragic part was he had secured loans for that aquarium. Mm -hmm. Once the banks found out that he was diagnosed with severe cancer, they pulled the loans. Uh. And so that's why, where the reptile community and his friends and family yeah. stepped up and did a fundraiser. And that's how they are funding this legacy. And so it truly is beautiful. We were talking about it, him at lunch today and yeah. just how pure of a human yes. and a passion he is. It, it's, yeah, that one definitely, hurts definitely hurts soul. and will always have a special place in our family. So Absolutely. Brian and family, always thinking about you guys and cannot wait to continue to support the legacy and can carry on your legacy. Yeah. So Sam, mental health is a huge topic in our household. Yes. Growing, like day by day, <laughs> week by week, it's something that we're more and more focused on. Yep. And we talk about some form of it, I would say literally every day. Every day. Every single day. And Sam, you've had some not so fun struggles over the last couple of years, uh -huh. right? Mainly some of the key ones with having kids. Yep. And for a while, you and for a while you're still going through them. I mean, it's not uh, like yeah. it's a it's a journey. It's not a destination, right. you know. And you had the idea to start a sort of mental health journey series, just going over all the things we talk about with each other, right? We have these yeah. conversations, yep. and you're like, "Why don't we go public? Why don't I bring other people into this conversation?" Right. And it helps give them an insight. And we found that people really like to hear what you're going through. Yeah, they do. And like, mental health is such a big broad topic right. and we're like okay we're gonna break this down and it's not necessarily going to be in order right. maybe like part two will be next month or in a couple months or something like that um 
But yeah, I just thought that it would be so cool to get this out there. Yeah, and we, as always, guys, if you don't know, our stance on this podcast <laughs> is we are not trying to convince anyone of anything. Mm-hmm. We're just conveying our truth, yeah, our information. And so I have some questions, okay. and I want to kind of have different episodes of interviewing you about mental health, your perspective, your journey, what you've learned, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And these questions today are pulled from our audience. Yeah. And they're for what you have about your mental health. And, mm-hmm. and we'll just kind of let's get started and okay. jump right yes. into it here. Yeah. Okay. And we do have a lot, everybody. You guys will see the timestamp by the end of this, but it might be a little <laughs> bit more. Um, but this stuff, it, it means a lot I to us. I can talk about it all day. Right. And we will have for sure more episodes. If you guys like this and you want to hear more, please let us know on yeah. our Instagram. We have an after show and we'll bring that up again, but catching up with the commands. So to begin this, uh, number one, Why did you decide to open up about your mental health, especially in kind of a day and age where oftentimes it's kind of sheltered or shunned? Why did you decide, hey, we have this platform. Why don't I talk about it? So I've always been really open and honest about my mental health. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am always posting stuff about it, about like my mental state or even like any physical illnesses or things like that that have come from from this whole journey that right. I'm on. Because it's 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 more than mental health. So I recently started seeing a new doctor. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But she really is just kind of like that whole world is opening my eyes more to it. And what and is I'm that world? The functional medicine world. Yeah. And so I thought maybe if I f- let you guys follow along on my journey through this, I know so many women, especially, who are going through kind of the same thing that I am, that mm-hmm. maybe if I could help, I feel like it's so cliche to say, if I can help one person, it would be it would be worth it. Right. But it's so true. Right. Imagine having that one person in your life earlier right. or when you needed exactly. it. That yeah. literally is life-changing. And I'm, like, I'm not ashamed of any right. of this by any means. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So what have you been diagnosed with that affects your mental health? Okay. So I have anxiety and depression. I have PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which essentially is like your hormones and your emotions get like ragey right before your cycle. Right. And it's not like your average like PMS that women go through. It's like a different personality. Mm -hmm. So PMDD. uh, Last year I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism which means that my thyroid is not producing enough hormone, and also Hashimoto's, which has to do with the thyroid, but it is an autoimmune disease. I Gosh, I feel like I'm, like, listing, hey. like, oh, my God, so many things. I'm setting the stage. I have sensory processing issues with sounds. I have hormone imbalances. <laughs> uh, and, okay, I've been looking more into this, and I'm actually curious, like, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think that I do have some form of ADHD. There are just so many ways that it can come out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in, you know, TikTok and all that can be such a wonderful place to see other people's symptoms, but also it can put things in your head. So I'm kind of in the process of trying to figure out if I think maybe I have some like ADHD tendencies now that our eyes are more opened with Maddox. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I do have that, but... I've not been diagnosed with right. that or any, or right. even spoken to a doctor about it. And then 
my new doctor is like 99.9% sure that I have a couple gene mutations. Specifically, they're the COMT and the MTHFR. <laughs> that literally looks like motherfucker. It does. <laughs> and I think that every time yeah. I read it, I think that. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I mean, it is a motherfucker. <laughs> but those ones are like based on like anxiety issues, but it's not. It's it's an actual gene mutation, right? And we're like, there's something wrong. You can actually test that, yes. correct? Yep. And I'm I'm just waiting on my test to come back. Okay. Yeah. And you had said you're curious on my thoughts on the ADHD. I think if you were to look at most people of our age or our generation, I think like if you look at history, a lot of stuff is changing, and some old heads out there might be like, "Well, back <laughs> in my day, we didn't have like well, things change based yeah. on our food, based on like shots we were given as a child that we had no choice over, all these kind of things." I think the majority of us do have some version of ADHD. Yeah, I agree. I do without question. And I think, and I, I've always said this about Maddox, I've always felt this about me. It can be a superpower if you mm -hmm. know how to use it correctly. Yeah, definitely. I and really I, do. And if I do have it, I am just beginning the process right. of trying to figure right. out, like, what I can do to work with it instead of having it work against me. For sure. And I think it's all kind of cumbersome when you're working on this other stuff yeah, you're right. kind of working like, on it damn, at the same time give me a minute. yeah for sure for <laughs> sure so next one when did your mental health journey start essentially what i want to know is when did it become like super clear and conscious that you're like i have some stuff i need to figure out and work on yeah so i think i've always had anxiety like even from a young age i've my childhood was not the greatest and there were a lot of different things i think that made it made it a very anxious situation for me but I think once I was pregnant for the mm -hmm. first time with Maddox that and I saw my hormones changing well I didn't see them at the time but now looking back I'm like wow yeah I was really fucked up right um so I think pregnancy just was like the beginning yeah. of all of it for yeah. us the first like note of any of this for me was that postpartum depression yeah right that after was, Maddox yeah yeah that was bad and it was like okay, there's something else going on here. You know, it's not like tough it out kind of thing. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that was about it about nine years ago. Yep. And so you just mentioned this kind of going into our next question. Mm -hmm. What was the cause of your anxiety at such a young age? <laughs> Man, I wish that we could do like a full podcast on my childhood. I think we're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I just had a very traumatic childhood. I didn't live like in the greatest area my biological father left when I was very young. He was an alcoholic, and I think he was abusive. And then, so I had my mom raising me, but she drank a lot and liked to go out a lot because I think that, and, like, to preface this, I love my mom so much, mm -hmm. and we have, like, such a good relationship right now, but there were obviously things that she needed to work through probably from her childhood. Yeah. Coping And mechanisms. so there's no, like... I don't necessarily, like, place blame on her right now, um, but it just, it is what it is. Exactly. Like, she just wasn't there. And so my grandma raised me, but it was in a really terrible environment. And then my mom met my stepdad, and they didn't have a good relationship either. And then my mom left and essentially just kind of, like, left me with my stepdad because she thought that he would, you know, give me a better right give me better opportunities. And that even caused all sorts of trauma oh, God, because yeah. he 
wasn't your dad. Yep. He wasn't your stepdad. Yep. He was not adopting <laughs> you. Yeah, he had no, like, legal right. claim to me or anything and like that. So he was super aware of the perception of having a beautiful teenager in his house that's not yeah. his daughter. And so he approached life differently. It was, yeah, it was, looking back on it, it was so weird. Yeah. And then just a couple of years ago, he was talking to us about something, like, real deep. And he was like, yeah, um, I had, like, a brother-sister relationship with Samantha. Yeah. And you and I, like, both looked at each other like, what the what fuck? What the fuck? That's weird. Yeah, that was... So weird. Very strange. So, essentially, like, from 10 on, I raised myself. Yeah. Did everything for myself. Cooked for myself. Had to, you know, figure out my period by myself. Yeah. All of those feminine things that come at that fucking time. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so yeah. hard. Yeah. So, essentially you didn't have a dad or mom around in those pivotal times right. that you're talking the developmental times and yes someone that taught middle school for 12 years yeah. like the way you can see kids change from like 11 to like 15 14 is vast like yeah. vast and, and thoughts on that yeah i mean they weren't they were physically around like I always I talked to my mom and I saw her periodically but they weren't like around in a way that the kid that a kid needs right. to be around you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then my stepdad was like trying to be a dad but like couldn't show like that right. loving side because he was worried about yeah. me like saying like oh man this man touched me or something like right. I, oh and, and unfortunately, people do think that stuff, and, yeah. and he was trying to be a good person, but the results of yeah. that were pretty traumatic right. as well. And then my real dad wasn't around. I mean, like, if you guys can't tell, I clearly have some daddy issues <laughs> going on here. So what, what do you mean by that? When okay. somebody hears that, it's just like a thrown around phrase. Yeah, but dive, dive yeah I feel like there. maybe a lot of older, the older right. generation. Okay. In high school, I was sexually assaulted, like, three separate times, and that really kind of, like, cemented these issues that I have with, like, male figures, and then in this case, I think the daddy issues come from me looking for, like, any kind of attention and obviously getting it in the worst kind of way, Right. like, at that age, Mm -hmm. at that age where, like... You need somebody to tell you, like, this is what you need. And right. Like, this is the kind of man you need in your life. Absolutely. And so now I have, like, a really hard time trusting and communicating. I struggle with confidence and self-worth because I wasn't, like, appropriately loved by, like, the male figures in my life. Right. And so overall, just, like, not having that father figure showing me how to treat a woman Mm -hmm. and i always talk about that i say all guys are screwed with violet because (laughs) she gets to see how i treat you yeah and she knows how i treat her and that standard is very very high and i'm not gonna (laughs) compromise that yeah and i think like when we met i looked at you because you're a strong smart man so like subconsciously i was like this man can provide (laughs) and take care of me yeah that's wild. Yeah, and I looked at you and thought, wow, she's beautiful. Wow, she's got big old boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, past tense, past tense, <laughs> surgery. <No. laughs> so, yeah, no, for real, that, yeah, I mean, that's heavy, but definitely, like, that's what it, you have to reflect yeah. on those causes. You have yeah. to reflect on the root of this. You can't just treat the symptoms. You have to go to the cause. Yep. And you grew up in your younger years, you said, in a not nice area. Yep. Could you explain, because a lot of people don't realize where you grew <laughs> up, or even if they do hear the name, they might not yeah. know what it is. Where did you grow up? Okay, so I lived about 
half of my childhood in Flint, Michigan. Mm, yeah. You know, Flint, like the murder mitten capital, yeah. whatever you like to call it. Poverty, <laughs> poverty crime. Uh, you guys know the, the lead water crisis. Yep. It's really rough. Okay, so we've driven through the neighborhood that yeah. I used to live through. And mm-hmm. it's like crack houses yeah. and everything is run down. Half of them are burnt down. So I lived there. Um once my mom and my stepdad were together, and even though, like, like we had more money and we had a bigger house, it was still, like, in a really shitty area. Right. And when I stayed with my grandma, who raised me as, like, a younger younger child before this, her house, I don't know, you've, ne- you've never been inside that house. Not inside, no. nope. Oh, my God. It was, like, really tiny. A lot of people lived there. The bedrooms didn't have door handles, like, the doors didn't have door handles. Yeah. It was just, like, a latch, mm. like, up at the top on yeah. the wall. And they had, like, mold. They had an issue with their furnace where everybody in the house, like, had some chronic disease or something because it was, like, blowing the wrong air back Jeez. into the house. My grandpa smoked a couple packs a day. Inside? Just right inside Jeez. with me sitting next to him, you know. So, like, it was yeah. just, like... It was a gross place. I love my grandparents. Like, my grandma is still alive, and she is so great. But they just didn't know yeah. how to take care of a kid in that time because well, their kids are old. Their kids were older. They didn't know. Yeah, and they were in survival mode. I yeah, mean, they, they weren't truly. thinking about thriving. and the be- They just needed to survive. They yeah. had to work. They just functioned what they knew. Yeah, and I learned that that your body, like, hangs on to trauma from your childhood, and also it hangs on to – environmental things that happen around you like if you were exposed to mold as a child it's going to affect you as an adult for sure and I think that that's just starting like the research into that is Mm -hmm. just kind of starting right now and we're going to see it blow up soon oh I agree entirely so your childhood was crap yep (laughs) (laughs) but thankfully right you made it through yeah and we met shortly after you started college um into Towards the end of your, yeah. your college, I had just graduated, yep. and we met the summer after I graduated college. So we were in, I was 22, you were like 20 at 20, this, yeah, yeah, I couldn't at this drink. time. Oh yeah, you yeah. couldn't drink yet. And were you struggling at that point with your mental health? Because it's not something that was of conversation yeah. at that point. It's It's hard for me to say if it was like, just in being like emotionally immature or if it actually was like anxiety because I didn't feel at that point that I had any issues going on. Like I knew that I had like issues with my real dad and my mom and things like that. But I really don't, I was so emotionally immature, I think from all that stuff. So I think mainly it was just kind of trying to grow up. And yeah, figure things out for sure and I mean more than like a mental illness yeah and I think that's everybody at that yeah. age I'm vastly a different person than I was at 22 yeah. you know you are as well so yeah I, I definitely see that and uh <laughs> I also think there's one part of of your mental health journey that started then was your stepdad getting remarried oh my gosh you're right yeah yeah okay so like right after I graduated high school my stepdad married my arch enemy right no that sounds like he married one of my friends or something right 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 right. (laughs) no he married this woman and she she was nice and then as soon as they got married it was like 
she took off a mask. It was like and a she Disney was like movie. this evil. She was literally the evil queen from yeah. Snow White. That's what I think about when she I think about her. Is cra- that terrible? Crazy eyes. The first time I ever saw her, she was full crazy. Yeah. Like full crazy. And yeah, she's definitely em- emotionally abusive. Yes. Uh, not with us, but has been physically abusive. Yep, like she she was physically abusive towards me only one time. Yeah. Because my mom said she would murder her. Yeah, if she touched you again. So, yeah, no no doubt. So, okay. So maybe not, like, full-fledged aware of any of these yeah. things going on, but maybe just, like you said, emotionally not yeah. where you would not want to be. Not where I should have been, right, I feel right. like. Yeah, that makes, a, that makes a lot of sense. So, you think the pregnancy was what triggered this? Oh, for sure. Now, do you think it's what triggered it? Or triggered you thinking about it and being aware of it? I think it triggered it. Oh, wow. And because, okay, so I had postpartum depression Mm -hmm. with each kid. With each kid, it got significantly worse. With Maddox, I didn't know that I had it. So that's why I say that it triggered it, but I didn't know that I had it until... I had Jax. Yeah, you knew something because I'll never forget. I've said the story many times. I'll never forget. I went to a metal detecting meeting and you had said you had suicidal thoughts. Well, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that was postpartum depression. Exactly. I knew that there was like some feelings. Yeah. But I didn't, we didn't, you and I both didn't know anything about postpartum. Right. Why don't they fucking tell you that in the hospital? And Look out, you might get sad, you might hate everybody. Like give nope. me a little you don't need like give nope. me a little warning. No, they just say, hey, take these antibiotics, take these shots, <laughs> take these yeah, chemicals. Yeah, don't yeah. don't talk about mental <laughs> stuff. Come on now. So yeah, you you definitely had it with all of them. Yeah. Definitely were different. Like yeah. all three of them seemed very different with your postpartum. Mm-hmm. And man, any women out there, any men <laughs> that are helping uh, the woman in their life going through that, that thing is is absolutely crazy. And and you're not crazy, right? Yeah. That's an important thing to know. Is that stuff is brutal, and you just don't know it until you go through it. Like yeah. I remember hearing about like shaken baby syndrome and being like. How could you ever shake a baby? And then when you start to think about the chemicals and the yeah. frustrations and how Violet gets to you and stuff, yes. it's like, obviously we don't, never have, but you're like, oh, I kind of understand. Yeah, like, I know. There, there's I, a lot. It's so like, I feel so bad saying that, but it is yeah. like, and now I'm, I'm like triggered by babies. Yeah. I can't be around babies because no. I want to kick them. And I, everything, all of your triggers, and this is like real, I'm not joking here. I have secondhand triggers. You do. Yeah, no, I really do. Like, cause you're triggered by me being triggered. No, it's, I, I'm, I, it's not a protector or whatever you want to call. It. I just want everything to be as good as possible for you. So when I hear like a baby thing, I can feel what you're going to feel. Yeah. Or when the noises from the kids, I can feel like, Oh, mm. and it, it like literally is that like sympathy symptoms. It, yeah. It's wild. Absolutely wild. So we're starting with the kids, trying to realize all these new thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and stuff. When did, do you remember a point when you were like, okay, this is going on, something needs to change, and, and rather than trying to figure it out, now become proactive? Yeah. So it definitely was after Violet was born. Okay. okay. So like with Maddox, didn't know I had postpartum depression, didn't medicate or anything like that, found out I was pregnant with Jax. And I instantly got on medication the day that he was born. I was like, nope, I'm not doing that again. I am going to medicate. Um, I ended up getting off that medication before I got pregnant with Violet. And then went 
back on it, I think, shortly after her birth. Okay. I think I was like, I'm going to see what my body does and then go from there. But I ended up getting back on it. But her, the postpartum depression after her was so much worse. And I love, I wrote down this analogy. It it felt like I was trapped in the ocean and, like, I was near the shore and I could see the shore and, like, all the cool, good things that are on the shore. But I, no matter how hard, like, I swam to the shore, I could never get there. And then sometimes the waves would come and just, like, beat the fuck out of me. And yeah. I, like, couldn't stop. Yeah. And so I just feel like that was my first... I don't even know, maybe two years of Violet's life. Okay. And then it was like, okay, I have to figure this out because I didn't feel like a good mom. I didn't feel like a good person. And so my hormones, I feel like, just never got back to normal after having her. With the boys, they ended up, I felt normal after, like, I stopped breastfeeding and Mm -hmm. stuff. I felt like I got back to myself. But then with her, it just, that never came. Right. It was like my hormones changed and they were just stuck there yeah. in that cycle over mm-hmm. and over again. And so my doctor said that Violet's birth, being pregnant with Vi or Vi's birth, triggered my hypothyroidism yeah. and my Hashimoto's, which I didn't know that that could happen. That's wild. Yeah, like traumatic events with your body can trigger autoimmune diseases makes, just randomly out of the blue. It makes sense, yeah. but it's wild. Right. And then with the hormone imbalances, I had times where I was suicidal, like you were saying, and I just like didn't want to live anymore. Yeah. And that's when I remember, like, I looked at you and I was like, I have to get my hormones tested. Do you remember that? It was oh. like a couple years ago, right after my birthday in November, kind of like the Christmas time. Yeah. And that's when I ordered this like testing kit to test my hormones. Well, we had a full, yeah, this was a full thing. It was yeah. up and down really, really bad. Yeah. We looked into hormone testing and it was a really long, really expensive, mm-hmm. really painful like process. And so we just kind of dismissed it. And I'll never forget it. We went to the mall looking for your iPhone and oh the, yeah that was bad that was the moment and yeah. so we went to look for an iphone couldn't find the iphone and your world melted like <laughs> you, it was everything fell apart when we went to a store and you couldn't get your phone yeah. and we had a full like not obviously nothing it wasn't a full, fight it, but it no, was like a full open discussion yeah. that was like i was pretty passionate about we need to do something yeah and, and, it, and it was like i I'm super gentle with you. I, I always, but this was the time where that it was, was like, I was like, you have to do something. Yeah. And the end result was finding that test. Yep. And we found one that was like 200, 250 bucks mm-hmm. online and it changed everything. It really yeah. did. That was like such a terrible moment. I that feel was like, but ugh. it was like a life changing moment. Yeah. yeah, it was needed. And like, if you've ever had depression, you know that you aren't going to change unless you want to change. Right. Like, and in that moment, I was so, like, I don't know what to do. I just, I, there's nothing that I can do. Yeah. And then you had said that, and mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. I do need to do that. And, and then it was like, yeah. okay, I'm open to this now. Yeah, because I'm so hardwired 
and this gets me in trouble in times, fully accept that. But I'm so hardwired to like relentlessly having a solution. Like I don't give up on anything. Yeah. I'm adamant on that. And that was like a really, 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 really big moment. I remember even texting your mom who was watching the kids like, hey, rough trip. Leave Sam alone when we oh, get you home. Did? Oh yeah, wow. yeah, because it, it was tough. But yeah, it was like hardcore. Crying. Yeah, and and this there's one I know you you talk about it too. There was a story that we had heard about yes. at this exact that time haunt, that haunts. Do you me. want to talk about that story or go ahead? All right, you tell it. Yeah, so this was a, a story that I had found and, and shared with Sam, and, and Sam doesn't watch anything on the news. You guys, nope. she doesn't look up news articles. She doesn't do anything because stories that involve kids haunt her like yes. it, they're sad for everybody but it'll stick with her for weeks and weeks Years. and weeks yeah Years. yeah truly <laughs> and this was one that a mom was going through these hormone changes postpartum and she ended up uh, killing herself with a gun at the corner of their basement at their sump pump she thought that this would like be able to be clean to yeah, she clean like, it up she, she left a note that said yeah. like you don't have to clean it up yeah she so she put a sleeping bag over her head, yep. put the end of the sleeping bag, like where her head was, like yeah. towards the sump pump hole so that the blood would drip down Correct. into there. Right. She was That's trying to insane. be Right. She was trying to be considerate right. and thinking. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe a kid found her. I don't know. It was yeah, oh the God. husband or the oh. kid. And then just what that puts on yeah. the kids and the life. And that one was kind of like as horrific as that is it was kind of a wake-up yeah, call for you. Yeah I don't think you. I'll ever forget that. Mm -hmm. And so that was around like the start of 2022 like we had the Christmas time of 2021 right and then or my timeline no, off here. That was the end of 2022. Okay okay yeah. okay so we're there what yep. were your first steps? Okay so when we were talking about like getting my hormones tested yeah. we looked into like a more I don't even know what you, what do you call these doctors? Like it's not holistic because yeah. they're so like prescribed medicine and stuff. Like just yeah. a more natural type yeah, of doctor. Yeah, non traditional. Yeah, and so I looked into getting hormone tests with her, and it was so I at the time thought it was so expensive. Mm -hmm. Looking back now, it was it's cheap as compared to what, what we're doing. What we're doing Correct. right now. But in that moment, we're like, no, we don't want to pay that for something that we just aren't 100% right. sure on. And so we saw, or I saw this thing on Amazon. It was like a women's health test kit where yeah. they test your blood and saliva. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's try that. It was like $200. Yep. And I was like, what's the harm? You know what I mean? Yeah. We waste $200. Right. Okay. So get that. And... It was like truly, this was the thing that saved me, yeah. I feel like, because I don't think we would have done anything otherwise unless it got worse. Yeah, I and think I, it I think it was that day at the mall. Yeah. Like we, we decided a decision, we're going to get these tested one way or another. Yeah. And then you found that, and I do want to do a podcast on this in the future and just get all this out here, but the thing that made me the most upset with this is, and I actually like him as a human, but our family doctor you brought that hormone stuff and he was borderline dismissive yep. and pretty much said an online test doesn't count. Yeah. Went to get real test results. Had yep. to pay for those as well. Spot on. 100% oh, accurate. The numbers came back even worse. Yep. yep. He's like, oh, great. Thanks. 100% yep. <laughs> accurate and literally changed your life. But 
many mainstream doctors would say, no, that's right. a bunch. If you would have went to him and said, hey, should I do this yeah, test? Absolutely said, not. No. And yeah. we've been denied like requests for like other tests mm-hmm. and stuff, which is just, it, yeah, I want to do a whole podcast oh on my, that in the future. That should be. I should write that down. But man, that kit, 100% sure. that kit saved everything. And is is it possible for you to put a link in our Instagram? So yes, the, the yes, other people I'm listening. I'm going to do that because... And I feel like it's always on sale. There's always some kind of right, discount with right. it too. So I will do that. And it just, it tests all different types of hormones. You have to do it at different times of day with both blood and saliva. Mm-hmm. It comes with a little finger prick thing. And so mine came back showing like all of my hormones were wrong. They were all just like all over the place, yeah. out of whack. But then my, they're called TPO antibodies. And it's like essentially you're, antibodies for your thyroid okay and those were supposed to be under nine yep not 90 not 900 nine mine at that time Mm -hmm. were over 500 yeah and then (laughs) the follow-up ones were over 700 700. (laughs) and so again it that test was massive to yeah. kind of figure this out. And again, you've never heard about hormones in high no. school. You never heard about hormones from the doctor. No. from, And you took Lamaze classes and all that stuff. Like none of this was talked about right. at all. Right. At all. It's so frustrating. It's so, so frustrating. frustrating. So, and like you said, like when I went to our family doctor, yeah. he was like, um, okay, I see that you got this done, but I'm going to go have you do the exact same tests mm. at Quest. Even though we Even though, paid. I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then mm-hmm. have to pay for Quest again. Yep. And then <laughs> you, to go to a specialist, you have to get, like, recommended by the doctor. Yep. And the availability of specialists, at least in our area, mm-hmm. is shockingly poor. Yeah. And, like, there's one in the area. Every single woman we talked to said, don't go there, yes. don't go there, don't go there. And essentially, we're looking for answers. You went early, and it was downright disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And so, man, just uh, with that, the thyroid, <laughs> right, do you think that that, with all those numbers and what we're looking back on, do you think the thyroid plays a big part in your mental health? Yeah, I was actually going to say that because most people are like, I thought that we were talking about mental health. Right, 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 right. But so the thyroid essentially like manages hormones. It makes sure like your mood is regulated. It makes sure your levels are all evened out. It helps to calm anxiety. So when your thyroid is thrown off, your mental health is thrown off. Right. If it's like to a certain percent, or certain, you know, degree yeah. or whatever. And so you don't need each other, like, to coexist. Like, you can be depressed and have anxiety without thyroid dysfunction. Okay. And your thyroid can be off, but you might not have okay. mental health symptoms. So, so it's, it's not like if you have mental health stuff, you have a bad thyroid. Right. It's not like that. It's just, like, a possibility. Right. There's many ways to get to the same finish yes. line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So you were diagnosed with that from your endo or how did you yeah. really find out? So it's an endocrinologist and it's essentially like a thyroid doctor. Right. And they also do like diabetic stuff yeah. like that. And hormones, right? Yeah. Isn't that one of their focuses? Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which essentially is that my thyroid doesn't produce, produce enough thyroid hormone. And on top of that, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease where your body essentially is attacking itself because it thinks that your thyroid itself is a threat. Right. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Right. And so my doctor said in a few years, eventually, or 
he, they didn't give me a timeline. They were like, your thyroid is going to fail, whether it's in six months or 20 years from right. now, you will have to have it removed and then be on hormone replacement therapy yeah. for that. And before all this, Hashimoto was actually my favorite Pokemon, but he's dead to me now. So get out of here, Hashi. No way. (laughs) Um, All right, next question. And and again, these you guys are really helping with the questions. So thank you for all the people that submitted. Uh, How do you feel? How did you feel when you were diagnosed with those? So I remember coming home from that like first appointment Mm -hmm. and. The first doctor that I saw, not not our family doctor, but the first endocrinologist was just the biggest piece of shit. Didn't really tell me anything about anything. And so I have to Google. And you know how Google is. Well, he did tell you. He told you you should go to a 1,200-calorie diet and everything will be fine. Oh, that was on my second appointment with him. I don't know why I went back. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, it's just being being overweight with all your problems. (laughs) Yeah, right. So he didn't tell me really anything. He's just like, "Mm, yeah, your thyroid's not working right. We're going to put you on this medicine. Bye. Have a good day. So when when I got home, I was like, Over the next week, I was so worried about Mm -hmm. everything because, you know, when you Google your antibodies are that high, the thyroid cancer comes up. You know what I mean? They told you you had a large mass on your thyroid. Yeah. Who who even knows? That was the word (laughs) they used. You know, you have a mass, so you have to think with cancer there. Yeah, it's it's scary. And so I remember standing at like the kitchen sink and I was I had, like, my first full-blown panic attack. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was terrifying. So I was, like, pissed off that my body was betraying me, something that I didn't even – I didn't even know about – I didn't even know what your thyroid did before all this. Didn't know where it was. But then I also was kind of relieved because I was like, okay, that's that's the issue. We can have a plan. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Which, like, who – that went kind of down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting there. And, and it is you, the pissed off part, I think, wasn't even enunciated emo- enough. That's a big part of you. Yeah. You are fearful of aging. You get mad at your body yeah. for what it's doing. And that's, I think, a big mental health thing. Yeah. And I, I feel like I need to say fearful of aging in regards to like, my muscles and Correct. my bones. Yeah, not I'm not, a, I'm not, not like, oh, I'm going to get wrinkles. No, 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 no. You're just, you yeah. You get very, very worried about your body breaking down yes, and not being because, able to yeah, do things. Because I, I see my family members who just fucking sit on the couch all right. day and their bodies just fail. Right, right, right. Like, I can't be like that. So we start to get, not answers, but some like targets to start yeah. exploring. Did you go on medication for that? Yeah, so I am on levothyroxine, which okay. is an artificial thyroid hormone. Oh, And I'll okay. be on that for the rest of my life. So your body's not producing enough, yep. so you're taking this to, yeah. to meet it. Okay, yep. all right, all right. And then are you on any other medications for mental health related? So currently, it's funny that you asked that. Yeah. Currently, I'm actually weaning off Zoloft, mm-hmm. which is, I'm on Sertraline, and that is a SSRI, mm. which is an antidepressant. Right. And I'm weaning down off because my new doctor wants to see how I will do without it. Right. In those, man, I we could have a whole podcast on SSRIs. Yeah. Such a loaded bag, right? They, they can be great, right? We know people that need them to baseline yep. and survive, but they can also go bad, like real bad. Yeah, like I remember you, you've always been on the fence about them because- you, I think, heard or saw something where it was like SSRIs can 
cause suicidal thoughts. Yeah, cause yeah. like the opposite of what yep. they're supposed to be doing. Which is true. Yeah. yeah, and then you were telling me there was an association between them and like the mass shootings and stuff like 100%. that. 100%. Like, those people were all on SSRIs. And 100%. I'm like, you know what? Let's just fucking try. And if I don't feel good, I'll go back on it. Right. But it's worth a shot to like my body and my brain to at least try to get off it and see if that would be helpful. In a controlled setting, and, right? Yeah, Which exactly. is safe and, I'm not, and weaning. Yep, yeah, and I'm me. weaning down and I'm not like going cold turkey, which I actually have done in the past. Yeah. But yeah. And we are super open on communication, right? For this to work, she has to tell me, hey, I'm trying this. Hey, give me feedback, even if I don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. if you notice stuff. Yeah. And so I think that is really important as yeah. well. For sure. Now that you're weaning off, are you planning on replacing it with anything or is it cold turkey? No. So I have been taking the ash. I hope that I'm saying this right. <laughs> Ashwagandha. Sounds right to me. Yeah. I mean, it's either from like a Black Panther movie or it is the medication. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah as, and, and what is that for anybody that doesn't know? I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I don't know what exactly it is. Is it from a mushroom? I don't know. Okay, I don't either, but I believe, and it's it's widely used. This isn't yeah, something yeah. like crazy or like, oh. And now yeah. I feel like people are like, oh, yeah. you're taking something? You don't yeah. even know what it is? No, so I don't think that that's considered a medication. I think no, that's a No, it's like a supplement. Yeah. It's like a herbal supplement. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's from a mushroom. If not, I sound silly, and, and I'm telling you guys I don't know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's super, I would say the most popular question topic that came in, uh-huh. everybody wanted to know, do you see a therapist? <laughs> no. Currently, I do not see a therapist. I did for a short stint, and I did get some helpful stuff out of it, but I just didn't feel like the time that it took to go there and do all that was worth it for me. Right. Um, I know that I, like, I'm not in denial about anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that I had a really fucked up childhood. I know that I can be a bitch. I know all these things. It's just I have to implement them in in the way that works for me. Right. And the stuff that, like, the therapist was telling me, it was like, I'm not, I uh, know. Right. I'm not doing that. And that's, a lot, that's not me. A lot of times that therapist is there to, like, unearth deep-seated things yeah. that you put away and you don't want to think about. You think about these things. We I do. talk about <laughs> these things. We are, I don't think people have any concept of how introspective we are yeah. and how every day we analyze ourselves yeah. and talk openly to each other because it's a safe, judgment-free place. You know, like we yeah. get to have those conversations almost like our own little therapy it, here. Exactly. Like you are my therapist. <laughs> it's wild. Should I be paying you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> All right. So next one. With that therapist, you mentioned that maybe there were some things that helped you. Is there anything that was memorable, anything that has stuck with you from that time? Yeah, so one thing that I never really kind of put together on my own. Also, I feel like I need to say, like, therapists can be so great. And I know that they're so beneficial to some people, just not everybody. Right. But she explained to me that I have abandonment issues because my biological father left, my mom left, and then my stepdad chose his new wife over me. Right. And so it was like for that reason, I have a hard time opening myself up and speaking my feelings. Right. And one of the major things we're working through with is no matter how it's delivered, you struggle with any feedback yeah. or criticism yeah. because you feel like, oh, I'm going to get abandoned. Yep. Oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah, yeah. And it like immediately goes there and it's like, 
for me, I have to really preface and set the stage. Yeah. Like you are safe. I'm not at, like when we have right. discussions, it's never a fight. It's never like an attack. It's like, I, and the, you'll notice, I'll literally say, I'm on your team. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. on your team because you immediately get defensive yeah. in any of these situations. And it is, I think that abandonment, you feel like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? That's going to cause him to leave. Yep. Even though, you know, there's nothing like I, <laughs> divorce is probably my most hated thing in the world. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not even on the what table. About murder? And I'd much rather You're have, like, I'd rather yeah, murder you yeah, than divorce you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks, so, <laughs> so, okay. So anything else from the therapist? Not really. Okay. I think it was just like very eye opening to me to to kind of come to the conclusion that it wasn't my fault. Okay. That I wasn't like a piece of shit. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And that and that's good. And I, and I and I the therapist just didn't seem like the best fit for you. Yeah. And, and it, in that conversation, I feel like that could even come out later, right? I feel like we could yeah. have gotten to that that result. Now, as people that talk about mental health openly, and we get even at times unsolicited advice, uh-huh. there's a lot of people that just genuinely believe a therapist is for everyone. Is the only way. It's the yeah. only way and that and there's people listening right now that'll hear and think that you're selling yourself short. That yeah. like you're you should be going to a therapist. What are your thoughts on those people that are like, nope, you're wrong. You should be going to see a <laughs> therapist. I honestly I would just tell those people to mind their business. Yeah. <laughs> I know what's best for myself. Right. And I do I get that if you have had such a positive experience with a therapist, you want to preach it to the world. Right. And we've had situations like that where we're like, this has changed our life. Yeah. But then you got to remember people are individuals. Everybody's different. Yeah. It's so true. And so it's just, it's hard. I think that everybody should try therapy. If you're having any type of emotional issues or things like that, I think everybody should at least give it a chance but not saying that it's for everybody. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if you don't use therapy, what are some of your coping mechanisms? Because people are like, if you're struggling with this, you go see a yeah. therapist. Oh, I need an yeah. emergency <laughs> therapy meeting. What do you do? And, and I think this could be one of the most powerful parts of this whole show. Yeah. And so I have a lot of different things that I do, mm-hmm. depending on what is tr- <laughs> triggering me at the moment. And some of them all together. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes I do all of these yeah. at the same time. No. Um, my biggest thing right now is headphones. Sounds have been getting to me more and more lately. And so I, for Christmas, bought myself a big old pair of, like, Beats headphones yeah. that are, like, over-the-ear ones. And it muffles sounds perfectly. So if I'm doing anything around the house or I'm working and the kids are around, Mm -hmm. I have to have these headphones on. Or if we're in the car, I will wear these things. They're called loop ear earplugs. And they just kind of like, you put them, they go pretty far like into your ear and it just takes the sound away. You can still hear people like calling your name and stuff. It just takes that edge off. Yeah. Essentially think about your ear as like an opening and just cut that opening in half and you get less sound that's coming in. It's like almost squinting your eyes but for your ears. Yeah. I I definitely, now I have a question for you as an outsider that does not struggle with these things. Uh And, And just, this is again, just putting my brain out there and then seeing where your thought is. For me, there's times where I make something a thing 
and where I become more hyper aware of it, mm-hmm. it becomes more of a problem for me. So for example, when I see these triggers of you with the sound things, I make it a thing. And then it's like, almost like I'm looking for the problem. Do you think that there's any of that there or just no, like absolutely not. There's, there's no concept. Do you get what I'm saying? No. So uh, for example, our son Jax, yeah. he will be totally fine. And then something will trigger him at the wrong mood. Mm-hmm. And then that thing is now a thing for him. Even though it doesn't really bother him, even though he doesn't have any actual problems with it, it's now a thing for him that he seeks out. Is it like, as you're, do you think there's any course where you're like, okay, I'm figuring out my triggers. Mm -hmm. Sound is triggering me. Now you're like super open and your eyes are big for that sound. And it's like more sensitive right now because of like trying to figure all these things out. It could be. It's not. It's not conscious. Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it definitely, I'm like, I, I I can't put anything past my subconscious. Like, right, yeah. she's a bitch. You she, know what I mean? She's like, wild, yeah. She's wild. She's a party girl, apparently. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, so headphones and earplugs, and those yes. do really help, like, immediately. Yes, That's an immediately. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that. And so then exercise helps. Yep. We kind of found we had to take a couple days off because it was Violet's birthday, and we were out of town, and then she had doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. so we couldn't go to the gym. Yeah. And I found that I felt so terrible yeah you had a couple rough days yeah during that time like not being able to exercise and even just like move my body like we were doing and we pair exercising with eating good Mm healthy-ish food right after which is like a beautiful combo yeah and then we have our glucose monitors which we're both using which is just like the absolute coolest fucking thing ever and we're gonna talk about it on a podcast as a sponsor even though they're not gonna sponsor it we're gonna talk (laughs) about it in that spot because it's been amazing it's so essentially what it is it's this thing it's like what diabetics wear to monitor their blood sugar it's continuous so it means it's like stuck to our arm the back of our arm all the time 24 7 and it just gives us our blood sugar readings at all times yeah if you ate something and then an hour later you felt like crap and you scan your monitor, your blood sugar probably was really high. Right. And you don't have to, like, if you do the finger one, you can see what your blood sugar is now. Yeah. You can see what the last time. It yeah. keeps continuous yeah, numbers. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. And I love it so much. For me, for example, one of the things that I've learned in just this short amount of time that we've had this, my body does not like carbs. Yeah. Which we didn't like, know. Which I didn't. I love carbs. Yep. I just bought a fucking <laughs> bread maker. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, man. And, and we're, guys, we're going to go way more into detail with that. And it's going <laughs> to be. What, the bread maker? No. Oh. The, <laughs> the monitor. Because this, this would be a slippery slope of us being really deep yeah, on yeah. this. But that one's been awesome. That It's, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. So besides that, I have been leaning more into acupressure. Mm-hmm. We have an acupressure mat, which hurts so terribly at first. And then it's like this euphoric feeling once your blood starts flowing. Yeah. And I don't know how that helps you, but it does. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I highly recommend that to it's everybody. Your central nervous system. Yeah. Like yeah. regular. Yes, mm-hmm. probably. And then I've been really focused. I don't know how to fucking meditate. I don't think my brain can, but I've been like trying to like just sit myself down and do some deep breathing. Yeah. And like four deep breaths will calm me. Yeah. Like four really deep breaths calm me. And then I've also been doing light therapy. Uh, We have that, what do you call it? Like the artificial sunlight lamp, which, 
gives you vitamin D and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I take a bunch of supplements. I think the most important ones for my mental health are magnesium. Yep. Which, like, newsflash, it's like almost everybody in the United States is deficient in magnesium. So yep. if you get your blood work checked, look at that. It's like almost everybody in magnesium. And yep. then your next one, too, almost everybody is deficient. Vitamin D, yeah. Vitamin D yeah. is, like, if you want to look at, like, mortalities when all different things happen – Vitamin D deficiency keeps showing up as a common denominator, mm-hmm. but you've never heard the government talk about that. I've That's never true. had a doctor tell me, hey, you should be supplementing vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look at this, yeah. look at this. But it's natural. Nobody right. makes money off of it. So, I mean, we have one little thing from a brand that we like. That's going to last us months. Yeah, I was going to say, um, look into vitamin D drops. Yes. Because those have been just... They're so easy. So easy. It doesn't taste like anything. You take the two tiniest drops and you're set. Yep. And for those of you screaming right now, yes, vitamin D from the sun is much better yep. in the best way possible. But we're in a Hi, very cold, in <laughs> very cold, gray, cloudy winter yeah. that was negative 20 yesterday. So it's just not yeah. possible. <laughs> and then um, B complex. Yep. That one's really big. And then the ashwagandha, like I said, that I was taking too. Mm-hmm. And then is this going to be the first time we've ever said this? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I love some THC. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That has been, that's the real champion of this podcast right now is THC. I take edibles. It is the greatest discovery of my adult life. It helps me so fucking much. It takes the edge off. You're not... You don't have to be high walking around like you're right. like you're drunk or something yeah. like that. It I function. I'm totally myself. You'd never I might know. giggle a little bit more. You're smarter. I'm you're smart. funnier. You're I'm way smart. funnier. It's <laughs> well, <thank> this <laughs> we're easing into this one, but this will be a very, very potent podcast. Yeah. Cause my thoughts on it are very strong where, oh hey, you can go to this corner store, we can get some alcohol. Get drunk, smoke mm-hmm. some cigarettes. Nobody looks at you twice, but the second you say, hey, I'm taking this THC, which no one knows about, no one smells, no yep. one has any problem. There's not violence. There's not rape. There's not any of this stuff, but there's terrible stigmas, yeah. and it's federally uh, illegal. Like, what the fuck? Like, how in any way is alcohol better than THC? No, it, like, there's no hangovers. if you believe that, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, there's, there's no hangovers. Like, if you want me to get into the history of William Randolph Hearst and the, the reefer madness, oh, man, <laughs> we're, that's going to be a banger of a podcast. Whenever I think about people being against weed, I think about the beginning of Pineapple Express. Yeah. <laughs> Where it, they're, like, in the underground bunker. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. So, yeah, but so, literally life-changing for Life-changing and life-saving. Yeah. It's because been unbelievable. even with all these other things, they're so great, but they don't do the magic that THC does for me on a daily basis. And an immediate basis. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, and, and it, it helps. It's not solving anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I talked about earlier and it's a little bit hypocritical. I talked about not just treating the symptoms. Well, if you can't do stuff on the other end to treat the symptoms. Right. It's really hard. If you really literally hard. feel like you're going to kill yourself, yep. I would rather be high and not Correct. feel like that and then work towards Correct. my, my problem. <clears throat> and I would fixes. say the best example is Violet and Sam. Uh, <laughs> nails on a chalkboard, right? And Violet, she can go nails on a chalkboard to anybody, to be fair. 
it'll take a situation where you utterly cannot be around her. Yeah. It will drive you insane, violent yes. thoughts, like craziness yes. to doing it where you downright enjoy her. You, yeah. ha- you have a great time we with her. We laugh. We play with Play-Doh. Yep. Like, and it's not, like I said, it's not like you would not be able to tell that I was high. Literally. That I had THC. Nope. It's just that it takes, it changes something in my brain. It, like removes a filter, like yeah. an anger filter. Yes, it really truly mm-hmm. does. And it, and I mean, <clears throat> I don't care what anybody says about this subject. This has been such a great life-saving thing for me. And I will never not recommend it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And can I just say one last thing? It's a fucking plant that grows <laughs> in the ground. And it's amazing. <laughs> okay. This next <laughs> one, you guys, is literal. And I did not type this out. This is Sam here. Uh, but this was someone who asked this. They sent it in on Instagram. Uh-huh. I'm not setting you up for here. <laughs> Do you think that having Dan, me, around <laughs> has helped uh, way more when times have been tough? Oh, my. I, I... I don't think that I would be alive without you. That's wild. Like, I think that I would have taken my life. That's crazy. Definitely. That's A million crazy. percent. No, Not I, to put any pressure on you <laughs> or anything. No, no. I It's it, it's definitely a source of, like, pride that I have the ability to help you, that I'm not trapped behind a desk six, eight, nine hours a day. Yeah. And, like trapped in this job I hate. We We've worked really hard for the life we have, and the life we have isn't exuberant it's not crazy but it's freedom and it gives me the freedom to be able to help you where it's like hey we want to explore this new doctor route that insurance doesn't cover let's do it you know you need me to take the kids let's do it like i've i will never ever ever turn down an opportunity to help no matter what Mm. and so yeah absolutely (laughs) love that um do you think that this has made our relationship stronger or has it harmed it because of the challenges so our relationship is fucking rock solid, mm-hmm. like the strongest of the strong. I so it's like I don't think that it's harmed it, but I don't think that it has made things easier. Right. I think that we're just you more so than me are a strong individual. Oh, you're strong. <laughs> no, I I think if you if you take this the question at its word, if it made the relationship stronger or harmed it, definitely hasn't harmed it. A hundred percent, I think it's made it stronger. Yeah. Where you're able to share, I'm able to understand. Has it made it easier? Hell no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, nothing about that is easy in any way, shape, or form. And, like, as the person that's helping, you don't ever get to say that. I can't ever say it's challenging. I never right, tell you right. it's challenging, right? <laughs> that's not a burden I would ever want on anybody. Uh, but it's absolutely made the relationship stronger. Like, truly, at least from from my perspective. I feel closer to you than ever before. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So has your relationship with your kids changed since you've started your mental health journey? Recently, okay. I, like, pride myself on having a good relationship with my kids, but more recent, I feel like they have been such triggers for me. Like, all, all three of them. So, like, in my head, I feel like our relationship is not as great as it could be, but then they probably don't even see it. Right. You know and what I mean? You're so hard on yourself with this <laughs> stuff. And there's you are an amazing, amazing, amazing mom. And I, in a lot of the stuff you talk about, I don't even know if it's as much related to your mental health as it is having eight, six, and four-year-old, where it's just tough, like just yeah. so dang tough. And then you add all that on there. I don't think it makes it easier. I think that 
they, if anything, they love you and like you understand their challenges more than a lot of other moms would. Like our son, Jax, we're going to talk about this on a full episode in the next week or two. He struggles with anxiety and all these things. I think this journey has made you actually a better mom. And I think that you're closer than you would have been. So I think that they appreciate you and value even more. Yeah, that's, I never thought about that with Jax and his anxiety. And then also Jax has some like gut health stuff going on too. And that with me having the same thing essentially going on, I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But like Maddox and I are super close. Jax and I are, sometimes Jax likes me. Well, Jax is just, he's just a cat. He's a cat. (laughs) He is a cat. (laughs) Sometimes he likes you, sometimes he doesn't, but Jax is cool just being Jax. Yeah, exactly. He's He's not like walking around hating me or anything. He's just like, meh. That's just his personality, (laughs) though. He, I think he has way more passion than you realize. He just doesn't know how to get it out. Yeah. But like Violet is the real MVP of this. (laughs) I feel like I already mourn the relationship I could have had with her. Which feels sad She's, to say. But. Yeah, and again, I, you you have your thoughts, and nobody's trying to change them, but if you get to see what I see, that relationship's amazing. And, <laughs> and she's your hype girl. She's your, she is. She it's loves so her mom hardcore. I put her down for a nap today. She asked if you could put her down. I mean, she loves, and she just turned four like two days ago. You know, it's so early, and you, you put so much into it, and it's like the parents that care the most are the hardest on themselves. Yeah, and the parents I, that should be the hardest on themselves aren't because they don't care enough. Yeah, I can see that. You know, that, that's that's definitely a big one. Yeah. So what is the worst part? And this is a big question, but it was, it was signed in. What's the worst part of having all these struggles? Uh, I think that it kind of goes with the vibe thing, too. Okay. It's like my heart tells me one thing, but my brain tells me something so else. So true. Do you know, like, do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Okay. Like, we'll get into a... Again, we don't have arguments. Like, we don't fight. We're always on the same team. But we'll get into a discussion about an event. And I know, I know one side of you wants <laughs> to, like, let's say it's a day has gone wrong and we get into something. I know for a fact one side of you is like, yes, you're right. I need to listen. I need to do this. But then your other side is like, not right that now, motherfucker. <laughs> that not, other side is so much stronger. Not right she's, now. So she's lifting weights. I know exactly, exactly. And, yeah, and it's like, like. I'll feel like a bad mom. You'll tell me I was being a good mom. The kids don't act like I did anything shitty. My brain is like, you're a piece of shit. You're garbage. You're going to fuck those kids up. And it's, it's so, it's so hard on the other side. Cause I'm like, it's not, it's, I'll tell you, your brain's playing tricks on yeah. you, but we're so open. I understand yeah. where that's coming from. And you from. say that to me all the time. Yeah. You're like, your brain is just playing. Like, I'll be yeah. like, I'm so fat yeah. and ugly. But, and that's, <laughs> but the realness of your brain playing tricks, her self image comes with your menstrual cycle. It does. Like you, it does. Yeah. If you're taking a little bit longer to get ready, I go in there and you're in the closet and you're changing shirts. I'm <laughs> if like, there are like oh, five shirts on the floor, yeah, you know, that's a bad day coming. But it's always at a time where your cycle will make you bloated or yep. something like that, and which yeah. comes back down to fucking hormones. Right. God. Straight up. Straight up. So yes, I do know what you're talking <laughs> about there. Okay. Now with with so that would be your biggest one: the the battle of the brain and the heart, yes, the two yeah, sides. A I million can, percent. I. I don't go through that, but I could imagine just how unbelievably difficult that yeah, is. It's like, you know? it's like having like two personalities right. in your body at the and same time. And you have time. to fight the bad yeah. one to yeah. 
that's the, tough. The, like, devil and the angel on your shoulder yeah. situation. So I know there's going to be people listening to this that are at the early stages of what you've talked about. Uh-huh. Maybe they're not on the path yet, but they're starting to let that guard down to say, okay, I do have something going on inside that's not my fault. That is my body's fighting yeah. me. Where should they start? Because starting's the hardest part, it right? Is. We're on this journey now. Yeah. It's not even a thought. Like, if right. you're like, hey, I have to go get this test for $400, <laughs> go do your thing. You know, yeah. go go poop in a cup. Oh, like, let's, let's oh get this done. stop telling about my <laughs> school sample. <laughs> uh, but in this situation, where do you start? What is an action step? Okay. Not a plan, not yeah. a thought. What is an action step? So I think the first thing that you really need to do is make sure that you're advocating for yourself yes. with your doctors. Yes, because nobody's going to do it for nobody's you. Nobody's going to do it for you. Especially not your doctor. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I feel like doctors, they get paid per, like, test they run or yeah. some shit. But, like, why wouldn't you want to? Like, I that's give ne- me all the fucking tests. I have no idea why there's. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I can't. I, can, I really can't get going on the doctor thing. Yeah, right now. I know it's hard. But like, I went through so many different doctors to find the right one, and I'm pretty sure I'm with the right one right now. Mm-hmm. It's like you know remains early, to be. Yeah. It's it's early. It remains to be seen. But I j- I feel like we're on a good path. Yep. And so, especially as a woman. You go to your doctor and you're like, I want to get my hormones checked Mm -hmm. and my thyroid panel done. Yes. Like, I think those need to be, why they're not in, like, the yearly blood work is so fucking stupid. Because it's not a cancer thing, right, Right. all the time. Like, for men, they're like, you have to get your prostate checked at 45 years old or whatever the age is. Like, that's a, it's in society. It's pushed. How the fuck? When we start, when we started talking about your thyroid, uh-huh. every single person I knew came out and said, "Yeah, my wife, my sister, my daughter, mm-hmm. my mom, like all had thyroid right. problems." Right. I had no fucking idea. Like I said, what a thyroid is. Why is that not mandatory? Right. Why is that not checked? You can't tell me that. Okay, right, breast cancer, horrific, terrible. We know you go get checked for yep. breast cancer. Is mental health not as dangerous? Right. As that? Right. I mean, like. Is a thyroid that's five times its size not as yeah. dangerous as many of these other things, right? All of it sucks. It's yeah. all atrocious. But why is that not more common? So I, I couldn't agree so more. anymore. Get those things checked. Ladies yeah. and fellas, we know guys that have thyroid problems yep. as well. Close friends. And and you can go. So you can go to your doctor. You make an appointment with them. Go say, I want to have these tests done. If they're like, mm, no, I'm not going to do that. Because, crazy. Because you aren't showing any symptoms. Crazy. You're just, this is the the one thing that pisses me off so much is when doctors are like, you're just a stressed mom of three. Ooh. I'm fucking telling you that I have suicidal thoughts and something is not right. And you're telling me, oh, you're just a stressed mom. Well, and if I you, could punch somebody. And if you have suicidal thoughts, it doesn't matter what that causes. Right. Let exactly. her get tested. Why the fuck does it affect you if you... Right. Sign yeah. it for a test. But oh. the good thing, if your doctor says no, you can order these labs yourself. Yep. You go on to Quest or yep. whatever your blood draw plate. I don't one, know yeah. what any other ones are, yeah. but Quest is for us. You can go on their website, order these tests. You print out your lab slip at home, and you go and get these done. And then you can read them online. And you can read them online. Yep. And they're usually there within a couple of days. Right. Straight I up. don't know how that kind of process works with insurance. You might have to pay the probably. full price because it wasn't ordered from a doctor. I think uh, 100% you probably okay. have to pay so, for it. Yeah. But I don't think that they are 
that expensive to do. Right. Like and the we, thyroid panel yeah. and the hormone one. And we, we did that at a time where money was really tight and we were like, no, we need to get yeah. tested. And, and it's, it is worth it to save up and right. to prioritize it. Maybe don't go to Starbucks for three weeks. Yeah. You know, like those, those, I mean, that stuff really adds up if yeah. you want it to. Or like sit down, make a list. And I'm going to yep. go through in a little bit, like all the different tests that my new doctor is ordering. Okay. Make a list of priority and say, okay, this month, yeah. I'm going to get this one done. Yep. Next month, I'm going to get this one done. Have all your stuff. Take it back to your doctor and be like, see, I'm not fucking crazy. Right. And also then find a new doctor. Like, right. don't go to that doctor right. if they turned you away because they didn't want to do tests. Facts. But another thing I think is look in more into, like, holistic things. And it sounds – I've said this so many – it sounds so crackpotty. Right. Because we're so, like – it's not that we were anti this. We were just like, oh, like, hippies, cool. And well, I always make fun of people using essential oils, and now I'm fucking using them, and I'm like, oh, my God. No, it's <laughs> it, the ability to make something seem like a conspiracy theory is so powerful. I want to know who started all that. Like, not nah, it was probably the fucking medical system. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if you like, want to yeah, just look at the, uh, the greatest finds in U.S. business history, I'll give you a couple guesses at the top <laughs> companies, and they happen to, yeah, okay. Okay, all right, moving on. So I think. Just, like, getting more sunlight, prioritizing eating, like, clean protein in the morning. Yeah. That was a really big one for me. Game changer. In the morning, I would have my mm. favorite gluten-free <laughs> blueberry muffin of all time and coffee. Yeah. That was my breakfast every day for, yep. like, a year. And I would just feel so bad by lunchtime. Crash. I was so hungry and just irritable. I changed, and it's terrible, and I hate it because I love food so much and just, like, love eating. But I drink a protein shake in mm -hmm. the morning that is plant-based. Yep. And I have no crash. I'm rarely, like, hungry, like, physically hungry yeah. for lunch. My stomach's never growling. I feel so good. I have so much energy. So that tiny change of... Loading your body up with protein in the morning yep. has been, like, a real game changer for me. And I think another thing in this, like, department is to track. If you're having symptoms, track your symptoms and also track the food that you're eating right. with those symptoms. And I 100% am not saying count your calories. I don't like that. I don't believe in calorie counting. But there's such a correlation between what you eat and the symptoms that show up that it's it's really eye-opening to yeah. see. And you have to do it for, like, at least a month to really get get the picture, but it's so worth it to do that. And I think just essentially always know that there are people in your life who want you around. Like, it might feel like no one is on your side, but same sort of thing. That's your brain trying to manipulate manipulate you right like trying to manipulate god why can't i say that word <laughs> manipulate like the way that your heart is feeling mm -hmm. it's your brain like it's not you it, your brain's just a little bit fucked up right now right she got a little crazy and you got to get her back yeah for <laughs> real so with all that said what is your current path forward right now okay so i just started seeing a functional medicine doctor and if you don't know what that is it's a type of doctor not covered by insurance at all at all because they don't want to fix your root problem yeah but 
It's a type of doctor who gets to the root cause of your symptoms. They don't mask them. They figure out why your body is doing this yep. instead of just like going in and throwing medication at you. Correct. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I started with her. We're in, we're focusing on healing my gut. Okay. The gut is actually like the powerhouse of hormones, which is so strange. But if your gut is off, your hormones are going to be off. And if your hormones are off, you're probably going to have some kind of mental oh, health issue. 100%. And, and so we're starting to do all of these different kind of tests. And I literally have a whole page in front of me of notes on the tests that I have been ordered to get. So I had to get 15 vials of blood drawn. And that was for, I don't know, it was like pages and pages of different blood stuff that yep. she wanted to see, nutrients and all that kind of stuff. I also am having to do something called a SIBO breath test, which tests for bacterial overgrowth in my small intestine, which is something that she is fairly certain that I have, but just have to check it to make sure, which sucks because that the prep for that test is atrocious. Right. It's like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's not fun. You have to eat like very, very, very clean the mm -hmm. day prior. And then you take three, four hours to actually do the test at home. And so that one's not fun. And then the next one is called a oat test. It's an organic acid test, which tests for metabolic imbalances and deficiencies. For example, it tests for mold, nutrients, Candida, is that how you say it? Never heard like that word. Yeast, like Never heard that word in my life. Growth in your body. And like metabolic efficiency, things like that. Another one is a GI MAP test, which checks for inflammation in the gut and it sees if you're able to absorb nutrients properly. And that one is a stool test, so have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had my stomach acid tested, which I found out that I have very low stomach acid, which is causing a lot of my GI symptoms yeah. and issues right now. I'm having a nutrition genome test done. I actually sent that one in. But that shows how food affects me specifically. Everybody can say, like, you should be eating this many things of protein. But, like, the type of protein you're eating really it changes how your body reacts to it. You know for what sure. I mean? Yeah, that's what people always it, ask me for advice yeah. on diet and stuff. I'm like, nope, it just no. depends on your ancestors, <laughs> right. your body. Yeah, yep. exactly. And that one also checks for those gene mutations that I talked about mm, earlier that yeah. are like the anxiety triggering actual mutations right. in your genetic system. Measurable. Yeah, measurable. And, okay, that was the last one, but if you want like a full list – Message me on Instagram or wherever, yeah, and I can like give you a more. And I literally will send you like my test things, so you can go to your doctor and yeah. say I want to get these done. Perfect. Yeah. So right now I'm in the middle of doing most of these tests, yeah, or like awaiting results of yep. some. I gotta check to see if my blood work is back yet. Oh my god. Oh my god. But I've already made, like, some small changes and have seen improvements from those. So I'm so hopeful with this new doctor. Me too. It, it's been a refreshing experience. It has been. Yeah, very refreshing. Yeah. So to wrap up, just I want to open it up the floor to you. Anything else to add before we get out of here? I really can't say enough good things as of right now about going to see a functional medicine doctor. I think that we as a society have to stop trying to mask symptoms yep. and start – 
curing the issue. And you might think that you have a mental health problem when in reality it's your hormones and your gut and those things are causing those issues. You fix them, your mental health is going to get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and like functional medicine doctors, they are more expensive because insurance doesn't cover them, but it's a real investment. I think a lot of people don't want to invest in their bodies you know, it's not a sexy purchase. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a car, like you it's can't, not a vacation. You don't get this instant gratification. A hundred percent. But you real like you deserve it. Your spouse deserves it. Your kids deserve to have you and your future self healthy, mentally and physically. Mentally and physically. Yep. I really like them because they're like they work on you as a whole. Mm-hmm. They want your mental health to be excellent, and they're gonna get you there by changing the stuff that you do, the stuff that you eat, right. and seeing how your body reacts to that instead of just shipping you off to a specialist right. or something like And in the end, I just want people to know that they aren't alone. You might see me in videos and on live streams with Dan's, like, happy-go-lucky personality, but in reality, I'm just, like, struggling to even survive every day. And if you're in the same boat as me, I just want you to know that There are people out there who want to help you to who want to see you succeed and are truly there for you. Yeah, no doubt. And we are not therapists. We are not experts, but you have an open invitation to reach out to either of us at any time. Uh, We genuinely would be there with you need to vent. If you want advice, you got questions. Uh, Sam is, is more than happy to chat and I'm always open as well. Yeah, I and I just want people to know like, don't feel like you can't come to me because I have these issues. It's not like your issues are going to pile on to my right. issues and sink me down even more. Right. Like I love helping people who are in a similar position yeah, same. as Pe- I am. People say the same, like, I don't want to bug you. I don't want to burden you. I know you're helping Sam. And it's like, no, this is like therapeutic for me. Yeah, like, it is. It, it really is. When you light somebody else's candle, it doesn't take away from yours. Exactly. You know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's true. So that was a big one, guys. Thank you for listening (laughs) (laughs) to this week's episode of Catching Up With The Commands. Mental health is such an important topic for us. It's something that we are passionate about and we really strive to understand and learn about all things mental health. Like I said, we discuss this every single day. And if you're comfortable with it, we'd love to hear from you about mental health. Do you struggle? Do you have a family member who struggles? Are you trying to support them in the best ways? If you could, go to our Instagram discussion post and let us know in a comment. Short, long, however you guys want to go about it. And a huge thank you to our anonymous sponsor for this week who wanted to show their gratitude towards the Legacy Aquarium from the late Brian Barcheck. If you'd like to donate to their GoFundMe page to help get the aquarium up and running faster, you can find a link in our Instagram bio. As Brian said, Be kind to someone, and I'll see you in the next one. Ta-ta.